Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know where you are and you should know what time it is. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And guys, this week we're going to talk about house rich and asset poor. I've seen a lot of folks making this mistake. I made this mistake, that's for sure. I used to think it was a big deal. It was cool to have a big fancy house. Matter of fact, I remember telling Jill when we got married. Now, Jill, when we got married, we had a three-bedroom, uh, two-bath house. I'm trying to think, was it three? But yeah, three-bedroom, three-bedroom, two-bath house with a swimming pool sitting on just under an acre of land or about three-quarters of an acre of land in Tarpon Springs, Florida. Great community. And to be honest with you, back then, we overbought. See, Jill didn't want to buy the house. Um, I wanted to buy the house. Jill wanted to just go rent somewhere so we could be nimble and whatnot. But I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Keep in mind, guys, this is before I discovered Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I thought I'd be a big, big deal if I had a fancy house. And this was a house that was a nice house. And I was like, you know, hey, we're pre-approved. What could possibly go wrong? Well, I can tell you what could possibly go wrong. The market crashed. The house went to foreclosure because we had an adjustable rate mortgage. And I didn't know any better. And that has left, it took a many, many years to recover from that. Um, at the same time, I was, my business was, that's back when I had my trucking business. I was in real estate. I was working as a realtor and I I was done being a house flipper. I was working as a realtor and then I had my trucking business. And then the fuel prices went through the ceiling and one of my trucks got in a bad accident. So we weren't able to keep up with our bills and we lost the house now. It's not like something I'm proud of. It's It was a tough time, let me tell you. I remember when I went to work, but finally Jill was like, unfortunately, we're going to have to just, you're going to have to get a job. You're going to have to go get a job. We're going to have to get dug out of this mess. And that's when I went to work for NOAA, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. So why do I bring all this up? Well, I got a friend of mine right now who's probably listening to this episode, and he is he is of the belief that I used to be, that he needs to be house rich, that he is not a man unless he's got his big fancy house that he owns something. He's got a piece of America. That's his belief structure. And I know a lot of you listening to this episode right now are under the same belief, but I know, you know, I've been watching some of my friends recently, my real smart friends um, that did what I did. And we all divested ourselves of our residential real estate. And what I mean by that? Well, I don't live in where I don't own where I live right now. I rent. Why is that? Well, back in the, uh, let's see, I want to think this is probably 2008. Nine two thousand no actually no two thousand eleven I I listened to and read uh, the book Rich Dad Poor Dad then the Cash Flow Quadrant that's when I realized that rich don't work for money and they don't buy liabilities they buy assets and let the assets pay for the liabilities so I was having a conversation with uh, my buddy the other day and uh, he still feels you know he's he's a veteran so he feels like he's got this VA entitlement it's literally burning a hole in his pocket and he feels he doesn't feel he feels insignificant uh, if he doesn't own a piece of real estate that he lives in he wants his castle so riddle me this let's talk about old uncle Grant Cardone for a minute Grant Cardone is a lot richer than I probably will ever be uh, he lives in a big fancy million gazillion dollar condo in Miami Beach, right? You guys have seen it if you watch him on YouTube, Facebook, whatever. And it's important that you know that he doesn't own that. Well, why doesn't he own that? Because he wants to be nimble. Because why would he go? Why instead he would go put his money and put his effort into buying an asset and letting the asset pay his bills? Well, Grant did it on steroids. He bought a whole hell of a lot of assets, and those assets pay for his rent. 
Same thing for me. I've always wanted to live in Key West. Key West has been a goal of mine for 25 years. And I used to sit there and tell myself I couldn't afford it. And then one day we decided, what the hell, we're moving to Key West. We'll figure it out. So I, had, I came out of retirement initially to do it. But I was thinking, uh, still, even as of a couple of years ago, I'm like, I got to buy a house in Key West, and that will help keep my rent under control. Well, I got news for you. That's not the case. I got a, I, I moved here, and I uh, rented one apartment for about six months. And that's because it was six months because the owner of the home, they live here in Key West during the winter, and they summer up somewhere up in Wisconsin. So we spent uh, six months at that apartment. That let us realize that, yes, there's opportunity here in Key West. We want to be part of the community. We like it here. We want to stay. It's not, you know, when you move someplace, guys, you start, you have to think to yourself, oh, it's not going to be the same when you live there. And that was kind of in the back of my mind. I thought, you know, it's not the same as when I lived there. So I rented for a while. Uh, or I rented the first place, I should say. And um, I wanted to stick around. So then I, we had to move because obviously they're coming back. It's coming up on wintertime. This is two years ago, a couple years ago. They want to come home to their home. So we had to move out. And it was pretty tough finding another place to live, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we weren't budget restricted within reason. Obviously I'm not going to spend 20 grand a month for a place to rent because I'm not Grant Cardone, but uh, we spent a lot of time looking. We started halfway through our six month lease. So three months left on the lease, we start looking and I had a hell of a time finding a place. You guys have heard me talk about this in Key West. There's a major, major, major shortage of rental. Some call it a crisis, whatever you want to call it. doesn't matter. It's just, there's no place to rent. I mean, there just isn't. And it's just how it is. So with that said, we did find a place at the very last minute and I want to be clear on last minute. And then I'm building up to some point. I want you to understand the psychology of what was going on at this moment. Here I am, been a real estate guy, cash flow guy for 20 plus years. I can't tell you how many deals I've been involved in, whether I'm the buyer, the seller, the rehabber, the wholesaler, the realtor, whatever. Um, Tyler being homeless isn't even in the cards. That just, that's just, Talk about embarrassing. Oh, my God. I can't find a place to live. Cash flow guy can't find a place to live. Oh, my God. That's embarrassing. Hang my head in shame and walk slowly north on A1A. Well, we found a place three days before we had to vacate the other one. So much so that when we found the place, we had already started moving stuff into a U-Haul. Because the only plan we had left was we were going to have to go back to Tampa Bay area and try to find a place there to rent until we could find a place to move back to Key West. Now, I will say this in full disclosure. I do have a cabin. You guys know that. And I got a whole bunch of land up in central Florida on the West coast of Florida. And we have an off grid cabin up there. Now that is like a toy for us. That's not something that we ever planned on living on it, living in full time. It's a place that we like to go recreate. It's a recreation thing. It's something we bought with our uh, discretionary income, right? It's a toy. If you will, it's a toy. It's my playground. I've got a 25 acre playground. I got tractors and four wheelers and all kinds of guns and ammunition and things that go boom and all kinds of crazy stuff up there. I have a good time. I got a fire pit from hell place to clean my hogs. You name it. I got all my goodies up there. It's a blast. I have an absolute blast up there. So to me, that's not a residence. And for the record, I got a ridiculous deal. I spent 50 grand on that property. That's right. 50 grand. And that was chump change. That's that. And so I'm not like heavily in debt with my personal resident or that place as far as mortgage, I owe 21,000 on it. That's it. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to be paying it off here in the next couple of weeks. I'm telling you this story because I want you to realize that for many years, number one, I thought, like I said, I was, I needed to be, I didn't feel like I was rich if I didn't own a house. And I thought Robert Kiyosaki was full of shit, to be honest with you. I was like, yeah, this guy's crazy. He, it's easy for him to say, cause he's got 3,700 units or whatever at the time. 
Well, as I started reluctantly following his teaching, because, you know, I always thought I was smarter than the next guy, I started getting independently wealthy. I stopped trading time for dollars because I wasn't servicing what I would like to look at as bad debt. And that means mortgage debt uh, that for my personal residence. You guys know that we bought our first apartment building many years ago, back in 2014. That was a four unit. I still own it. Um, And we were living in one out of the four apartments. And the other three were long-term rentals. And then I gradually shifted them to short-term rentals. Well, I outstayed my welcome. I stayed there a lot longer than I should have. I got it for zero down. Actually, I got paid to buy it. I wound up getting a credit at the closing. So I didn't have, I have no money in the deal. Still don't have any money in the deal. And it's paid us handsomely ever since. But for many years, I was lazy. I didn't want to, I didn't, my brain said, why go pay rent somewhere else? Well, the answer was because me not paying rent to myself, not paying myself first, me living there was really costing me $3,000 a month. And that's because $3,000 a month is what I was missing out on on additional income if I had simply rented it as a short-term rental instead of my big butt getting in the way of profit. And this applies This is where I have a problem with the whole house hacking thing. I'm not saying house hacking is a terrible idea or even a bad idea, but there are better ways, guys. Do this. Forget about trying to be Mr. Tough Guy and go and buying a a single family home to live in or even buying a multifamily and living in it for a while, unless that's the only way you can get one. Now, at the time, I didn't have a whole lot of money when I bought the fourplex. And I did have my VA entitlement. So I used my VA entitlement to get zero down, bought the property, no down payment. I didn't have any closing costs, none of that. Um, that's You guys have heard that story. I'm not going to repeat it again. But that situation worked for me. But to the rest of you listening, the reason why I did that is because I wasn't in a position to buy a big fancy house anyway. So let's say you got a good job and you're making good money and your spouse is making good money and you guys got good credit and you're all set to go pull the trigger on some five, six, I don't care. We can start at 200,000, whatever the number is house that you have to eek and squeak to qualify for. Why are you pissing away your hard earned money on the cusp of a major, major recession? I know you guys all, there's a good, not everything's going to be fine. Well, what if it's not, what if you lose your job? How about instead you go rent a place Because in today's market, in most markets across the U.S., you can actually rent a place cheaper than you can buy one. Here's an example. I can go buy a house right now in Tarpon Springs, Florida, for about $225,000. So if you've got yourself your little mortgage calculator handy and you you simply, let's say, well, let's just say $250,000, right? I haven't rehearsed this. I'm just winging it. And even let's say interest rates are 6% right now, probably by the time the Fed's going to raise them again, right? Uh, uh, 30-year mortgage. That means my mortgage payment, and yes, there's principal and interest tax. This is principal only and interest, not taxes and insurance, just so you guys know. My base mortgage payment's $1,500 a month, okay? But then I got to put insurance on top of that, and I got to put taxes on top of that. I can tell you my taxes on my real estate in the state of Florida thus far, and I haven't got in my other tax certificates from our properties outside of Florida, but on my Florida properties have averaged about 30 to 35% property tax increase. That's in property tax alone. I can rent a place in Tarpon Springs all day long for $1,500 to $1,800, which is less than I could go buy a house for. 
So why would I pay more money for the pleasure of having a house? You're probably going to say, well, appreciation, Tyler. Well, that's right. Appreciation is cool and sexy if you're lucky enough to capitalize on it. That means that you have to be savvy enough to time the market, know when to sell just at the right time. And if you're wrong, you're going to hang on to it for another 10 years. Now, my friend was getting ready to buy a property he really didn't want to live in using his VA. And when I said, well, that property is multi-use, it's commercial, you're not going to be able to use a VA mortgage on that. He suddenly wasn't as excited about the property as he was beforehand. That's because he's running around with, with the equivalent of a blank paycheck. And he'll buy anything just so that that quote-unquote blank paycheck doesn't go to waste. Well, know this. Had he bought that deal and one of those commercial tenants backed out of the lease and he can't rent that space anymore, or maybe his Airbnb idea got blown out and he used potential Airbnb numbers and they, maybe they changed the city code and don't allow the short-term rental thing anymore, then he's screwed. And he winds up going into foreclosure and eventually in bankruptcy and financial ruin. Don't put yourself in that situation. I don't care if you're pre-approved for a mortgage. If you're pre-approved for a mortgage, go buy a duplex. and Or, or hell, go buy the property if it makes sense. But don't move into it because you are literally blocking yourself from making cash flow. Now, understandingly, I'm not saying that house hacking is terrible. It works. I've done it. If you can't get a property any other way and you go buy a little two, three, four unit property, you use an FHA mortgage or a VA mortgage where you can get very low down, great. Knock yourself out. But then when the 12-month ticker is up, get the hell out of the property. Just get out. Go rent somewhere else. And right now, guys, is I don't know if you've been paying attention. The market is what it is. It's tough to get anything that makes sense right now. We are pounding the pavement. I am talking to countless numbers of people. I have three full-time people out working as asset managers, acquisition managers for us, finding opportunity. Three people full-time. I mean, you name it, direct mail. We got all the prongs of the octopus out there, and we are just now as of the other day, finally under contract on an asset. It's going to be sexy. I'll tell you about it later. But um, you have no idea how much effort we had to put into that. It's a tough market right now. Hopefully, if things go start going wonky and the inflation keeps going, things will fall apart and we'll be able to buy more. The, my point is this. You're probably thinking, well, geez, Tyler, if the market's going to crash, why did you possibly buy? Well, I bought because I found a home run opportunity. I found some major uh, inconsistencies and basically a realtor didn't know what the hell they were doing. I'm just kidding. Not really. No, the realtor literally didn't know what they were doing. Um, and this is going to be an awesome opportunity. So they really missed the boat on this one. So I capitalized on that opportunity and the investors and I are going to share a very nice profit margin on this deal. They're going to be really happy with Uncle Tyler. But I had to, to beg, borrow, steal, scrimp, do everything in my power to try to find something and finally I got this. So when the opportunity presented itself, bam, I pulled the trigger. But imagine if I had, instead of doing that, went and saved myself a down payment and closing costs so I could go buy a little house in Key West. So I didn't have the money for direct mail to send mailings out. So I didn't have the money to travel back and forth between Key West and Tarpon Springs because I used it to go buy myself a, a house in Key West for $900,000. If I had pissed my money away on buying myself a house, I would be minus the capital that I invested to buy that damn house. 
and I can't do VA because it's too the num- the loan amount would be too much. So I'd have to come in with probably twenty percent down, thirty percent down. So that's hundreds of thousands of dollars I'd have to part with to pay more per month than what it would cost me to rent the same place. That's a fact in most markets in the U.S. right now, guys. Most markets in the U.S. I cannot buy something in Tarpon Springs as cheaply as I can rent something in Tarpon Springs. I cannot buy something in Miami as cheap as I can rent something in Miami. I cannot buy something in Los Angeles as cheap as I can rent something in Los Angeles. Do the math. It doesn't make sense to buy a property and move into it right now. You got to wait till market shift. Now, if you're going to go build something new, whatever, knock yourself out. And if you have just so much money that you you never plan on investing anyway, then go, great, go buy yourself a house. But outside of that, keep your powder dry. If you're not good at investing, you're not comfortable doing it yourself, think about reaching out to us. Go to cashflowguys.com. Get on my calendar. Let's have a conversation. Let's see if we can help you take advantage of these market fluctuations that are coming up. The buying opportunities are right in front of us. Um, people are scared. There's blood in the streets. It's time to keep your powder dry and get ready to buy, 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 guys. It's going to be an exciting time. So with that, I hope you found some value in that. I hope that if you're on the fence of buying a property and moving into it, which is probably the biggest minor financial mistake you'll make of your lifetime, that you'll maybe take a pause and you'll instead redirect that capital into investing in something that will earn you a return instead of impress your friends. Impressing your friends, your other friends that are probably broker than you, isn't going to get you financially free. It's going to keep you on that rat in that rat race. You're going to keep you on that hamster wheel. And I want you to get out of the rat race. I want you to come down to Key West. Have a beer with me on Duval Street. All right? Guys, have a great week. And lastly, I wanted to let you know, go to Tiki Man Radio Wednesdays from noon to 6 Eastern Time, or noon to 2 Eastern Time, and listen to our new radio show. TikiManRadio.com. Talk soon, guys. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.